Welcome to the As You Go Women's Ministry Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Community Church Podcast Network, where you can find other great podcasts like Making History, Parenting Podcast, Men's Leadership Network, Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, and more. Welcome to episode six of As You Go. This is a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental, and physical health. I'm Lily, hosting alongside Kathy, and today we have two special friends with us. We have Shanna and Savannah, and I know I am very moved by their stories um, because it touches me personally. Um, Today we're going to talk about grief and loss of um, a child, and I'll just tell you guys a little bit about myself and my journey in this um, as well is that um, I have two kids, three kids, <laughs> I have three kids, I have Lainey and Cade, and then after Cade was born, we wanted to have another child, and we tried for two years, about two years, maybe a little bit more than that, um, with a lot of failed attempts, a lot of miscarriages, and our last miscarriage before Emmy was born was um, we were pregnant with a little girl. I had just found out that it was a little girl because I'd had the genetics testing done because I was over 35, yada, yada, yada. And we were very excited. And then a week later, I lost her. And that was really hard for me. It was the furthest I had made it in a pregnancy. Um, And the fact that I knew it was a girl, I was very attached. I now call her Annie, because that means God's grace. And so Annie um, went to be with Jesus at 12 weeks. She had Turner syndrome. And it wasn't long after that, that I got pregnant with Emmy, which was kind of crazy because it had taken us so long to get pregnant and then to get pregnant so quickly. I remember I looked at Eric and I was like, do we want to do this again? Like, do we want to try to do this again? And he was like, I think we try one more time and just see how it goes. And we ended up with pregnant with Emmy and that was not without its own issues. Um, I had a lot of bleeding early on, um, a lot of scary problems, but, um, I was very emotionally detached throughout my whole entire pregnancy with her. And when she was finally born, I think I've shared this before um, in some different areas, but when she was finally born, I really, even going to the hospital that morning to be induced, I didn't believe that it was like I would get to like see her. And um, when she was born and they laid her on my chest, I burst out into laughter, which sounds weird, but it was like this hysterical laughter, this relief, this, um, ability to all of a sudden maybe even trust God again, because I think I was struggling with my trust with him. Um, and there she was, they laid her on my chest, this happy, healthy little baby. And, um, and now she's just the joy in our family. And I know that God has plans for us. And I know that he works all things together. And now when I see her, I see both Annie and Emmy when I see her, which is, um, just really strange and weird, but at the same time, and it's like, it's just, it's God's grace. And so, um, today Shanna and, um, Savannah are both going to share with us a little bit about their journey with that. So before we kind of dive into your stories, um, Shanna, I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, I am Shanna, um, originally from Mississippi, but we call Franklin home now. We've been here for 15 years. Um, and we love being here. Um, 
I'm married to Jacob. We've been married since 2008, so however long that is. And (laughs) he is the discipleship pastor here at Rolling Hills. Um, We love being here. Um, We have four boys. So we have Elijah, Jude, who's seven, um, Abe, who's five, and Zeke, who's three. Um, I stay home with them and, and... kind of do some side business and things like that so life is boring with all those boys <laughs> yeah yes. it's so fun we love having boys so. <laughs> and crazy but yeah it's great um yes yeah, savannah tell us a little bit about yourself yes um <laughs> my name is savannah um sounds like i'd be a southern belle but i'm from wisconsin um <laughs> yeah no Uh, My husband, William, and I have been married for six, almost seven years. We actually met in Nashville um, and then moved around, and then we moved back to Franklin about five years ago. Um, We have three kids, William, Georgia, and Sailor, and um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and we also own a hunting outdoors clothing company and when I say we I'm just like morally supportive like I don't actually do anything for that it's all my husband I feel like yeah. you should be like wardrobed in camo I mean at all times I, where's your hunting gear it's, I, know, I have right? it it's there <laughs> yes I love it oh uh, well so you guys have both um, lost in significant ways and would you just share your journey with us yeah um I guess I will start this. Um, So, yeah, Jacob and I became pregnant with our first child in 2011. So this was all new to us. I mean, we didn't know if we were ready for kids or what to expect at all. Um, But we found out we were pregnant. We were getting excited, thinking we could do this. Um, And then we went for our 20-week sonogram. not knowing what to expect. Again, we didn't have children yet. This was all new to us. So we sat in there as they did um, the sonogram for a really long time, which we thought was just normal. Um, And then we went back to our doctor's office and they still hadn't told us much. So we sat there for a couple more hours, I think, because she was delivering and they were just trying to figure out exactly what was um, happening or what to tell us. So They come in, the doctor comes in at that point and basically tells us that we're having a boy, but that he would not be compatible with life outside the womb. So I could, oh, I didn't think I'd be emotional. So I could carry him inside in the womb, but once he was born, he wouldn't be able to survive. Um, So this was a shock to us. Um, I didn't even know this I mean, I knew these things happened, but not really mm-hmm. to me or my friends, you know. Um, so at that point, we um, they sent us to a specialist just to check everything out, to make sure we actually went to two different specialists just to confirm what was happening. And they basically um, confirmed that he had a genetic issue that... Um, you know, wouldn't allow him, allow him to, um, survive. So they basically gave us the choice at that point. Um, you can choose abortion. You would have to go out of the state or you can choose to carry this child. And of, of course, I mean, we, we were going to carry our child and let the Lord decide when his life was over. Um, so I carried him till 30, 
three weeks, I believe. And um, at that point, with his disorder, his head was larger and his limbs were smaller. His chest was smaller. So that was part of the issue. He couldn't expand his lungs to breathe outside the womb. So at that point, they decided it was best to just induce me instead of having to do a C-section. So we gave birth to Elijah. They induced me, and we gave birth to him September 8th, 2011. Um, he was born alive, which was a blessing, and he um, lived for 20 minutes, which... Jacob held him for those 20 minutes. I think I was a little in shock and not sure what to do. I mean, this was our first child, and I didn't know what to expect. And I feel like I carried him for those nine months. That was Jacob's time with him. So Jacob held him those 20 minutes, and then he knew when he went to be with Jesus. Um, so it was just, it was really a precious time. Um, but, you know, one of the most difficult times, obviously, um, losing your child, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Savannah, share with us, um, a little bit about your story. Sorry, we need some cleanup. Uh, my story. So this past, um, this past year I was pregnant with our third child. She was a little girl, um, completely normal, healthy, boring pregnancy like my other two and then this past August I was 32 weeks and five days pregnant and I woke up and I just I knew something was wrong she wasn't kicking me like she normally did and I just I knew something was off so I went into my doctor's office and uh, because of COVID I went all alone um, and that's where I found out that she didn't have a heartbeat anymore and she had died um, so from there, we went into the hospital to deliver her like you would like a normal baby, like, um, and she was, she was born three pounds, seven ounces. Her name is Sailor. Um, she was just like this beautiful, perfect little baby that we didn't get to keep. And, um, if that wasn't like traumatic enough um after she was born my body just kind of went crazy and started shutting down um I went into DIC which is where your blood stops clotting um and so I was like basically bleeding out and because I lost so much blood my kidneys then shut down um so I was basically dying um st statistically I should have probably died but I didn't um, so I went to the ICU for three days. Um, I, we were in the hospital for 10 days total. Um, I had a dialysis port put in. Um, so I was on dialysis for in the hospital. And then after we got out of the hospital, I stayed on dialysis for, I think like three more weeks. And then like miraculously, uh, my kidneys healed and I now have like a clean bill of health, mm -hmm. uh, which is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we're still right in the middle of this journey. It's still very heavy. It's still very like on the forefront of our minds every day. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm sitting across from both of you, all three of you, and I am just thinking about the strength that the Lord is just giving you in this moment um, to be able to share your journey with other people 
what you've walked through, what you are still walking through. Um, and I, and I, I am seeing that strength because I know you and I know what your relationships with the Lord are, are like somewhat, um, just because of our, our friendship. But I would love for you to share who God has been for you in the midst of this grief. Um, well, God for me has been like this unexplainable peace that doesn't make sense. Like the first time I felt it was like after Sailor's Memorial Service, which was here at the church and it was beautiful and it was just so precious. And I, But I just like sobbed the whole way through. I just uncontrollable tears. Uh, but then afterwards I felt this like peace that didn't make sense and we could laugh and we were like with our family and it was very special. And I just felt like a weight was lifted off. Mm. Um, and that's still like six, almost seven months now. Like we, if, if you asked me if I could feel how I feel now after losing a child, I would say you're crazy. Like, how can you feel happiness again? How can you feel joy again? How can you like live your life and have hope for the future? Like, it seems impossible. And the only explanation I have is like, it's God. Um, one of my favorite verses is, what is it? Isaiah 43 verse two, which is like, when you walk through the fire, you will not get burned. And to me, it's like, we are going to go through hard times. It's not, it's not if, it's when. And even in the midst of it, God, that's, God is with you. It's hard. It's, it, it's hard. Every day is still hard, but I feel God's presence with me. And that's just, I mean, yeah, it's unexplainable. Yeah. Um, I mean, grief is just like a dark place. Yeah. It's just a dark place. Yeah. And I think me and Savannah have even talked about, we're really similar. Like joy was easy. Mm -hmm. I feel like before you experience yeah. loss, you know, and I was like classic Enneagram seven, like I'd been through hard things in life, but it was like, I, you know, kind of reshape it. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> great. You know, joy's easy. Like I'm happy. Um, and then when you go through something like this, it's not one of those things that you can just tell yourself, you know, it's going to be okay. I can be strong. I can do this. You know, ultimately you come to the end of yourself and I know there's no way the peace that I had carrying Elijah bumping into people nonstop asking, when's your baby due? What do you have this? Is this coming? You know, just so many questions about your child that you have to answer and tell them, you know, he's not, he's not going to be here on earth. Like he'll, he's going to be in heaven. And I know that the peace I experienced and the strength to do that was only from the Lord, nothing inside of myself. And because I had for so long kind of, you know, lived in that place, everything's okay, it's fine. This was something that I think all the emotions hit me. So I dealt with a lot of grief as well as a lot of anxiety and panic, just realizing the world is not perfect. Bad things can happen to you, Shanna, and they will happen. And I should have expected it, but it just felt like it's not going to happen to me. So I had a lot of fear about the future, about my husband, losing my husband, losing family, just a, a lot of um, fear and anxiety. And if you've ever dealt with any of that, um, you literally feel like 
if I have to wake up the next day and feel this way, I would rather just stay asleep. You know, it's just a really dark place. Um, so I knew at that point, the Lord was literally the only thing that could rescue me from the pit. There was nothing I could do or anyone else could do. Um, so that was when I just, yeah, I knew that I had to dig into the Lord and beg for his truth and, um, just beg for healing and really take the time to seek healing from that. So what to the woman who has had that doctor's appointment or is about to have that doctor's appointment um, or is looking ahead and facing the realization that her child is not going to survive this pregnancy, what do you want her to know? I just want to tell her that it's going to be hard like it is going to be hard Uh, but somehow you survive this and to give yourself grace um, I think a lot of people expect you to be on this timeline of grief like okay you know it's going to be hard for a while um, but then you know you'll bounce back you'll you'll be your old self again when honestly like you're not, you're a different person. Like I am not the same person I was before my daughter died. I'm, I'm different. I'm changed. And it's okay to grieve the person that you were. I mean, I thought I was a pretty fun, like person. I liked who I was. (laughs) And now I have to like accept myself as this, this new person and grieve who I was. And it takes time, but it's not all, it's not all bad. Like, no. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, um, and yeah, speaking 10 years later, um, just saying basically that it will get better. You know, it won't always be so hard as in those first moments when you you know that's coming. Um, it will get better. And just um, to seek people out that will encourage you that you can talk to if it's counseling, if it's other women who've been through this or other women who can just speak truth to you during those difficult times when you know that I'm, I'm facing this really difficult challenge ahead and I just need somebody to speak truth for me right now and hold me up right now because I can't do it for myself. So, And it's so important to have that community to have those people surround you it's been neat to see even just the two of you um Mm -hmm. that the lord connected the two of you through your journeys Mm -hmm. um and it (laughs) (laughs) um i i love that i love that and you do develop new friendships and different kinds of friendships Mm -hmm. and different kinds of relationships and um savannah you have this beautiful ministry already, even Mm -hmm. though you're still, this is still a heavy, a heavy grief Mm -hmm. for you. Um, and if you look at just, if you look at time frame, like it, it hasn't been that long and, and yet you have this beautiful new ministry already that Mm -hmm. you're reaching out to other women. Can you share a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah. So it's still like in the beginning stages, but I came up with this concept while I was in the hospital because I was there for quite some time. And, um, I kept sending my husband out to get stuff like 
for me because when you go to the hospital, like we didn't have our bags packed. We didn't have anything with us. Um, so I had him like go out and get me like fuzzy slippers and like hair ties and chapstick and all like things to try to make me comfortable because it was in such a like uncomfortable, sterile environment. Um, and so I wanted to create these comfort bags for women who had been through a traumatic still birth experience. Um, so they didn't have to go out and get all that stuff. Um, so I have been putting together these packages that will hopefully go to women like in the hospitals with like blankets and chapstick and, um, all these comforting items as well as like stuff for their babies. Like I put in blankets and hats that they can wrap their babies in and then they can take them to get like monogrammed from a local store for free. Um, so yeah, I just, and I like just wanted it to be from another mom who has been there so they would feel some sort of comfort or that they were not alone. And it's just been like a healing process for me to, um, and then my mom is helping me out. So it's been a healing process for both of us to um, start this and yeah, hopefully it goes well. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that you are um, just using the grief to help other Mm -hmm. people. Um, Shanna, what does grief look like for you now, 10 years out? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Jacob and I both have these small moments where you realize, like, it'll just hit you just in a random situation, you know, like, Elijah should be here. We should have a 10-year-old now. You know, when you meet another person with a 10-year-old or, or just random moments and, they are fewer and far between, like it's not so dark anymore. And I think it does help, like you're doing, Savannah, to like share your story, talk about your child. It's so healing to be able to talk about your child and talk about them by name. And that's been so good for us just to be able to, you know, share our story with other people who have experienced the same thing. And it does bring healing. Um, And now the Lord has graciously blessed us with three more children, um, Jude, Abe, and Zeke. And we're expecting another as well. So (laughs) the Lord continues. It's, It's a scary moment. It's always scary after you lose a child going through another pregnancy. But he has graciously blessed us. And I feel like we can now appreciate those moments so much more with our children that we, you know, we experience a lot of joy now from them because we're able to, they're with us. We're able to experience what we lost with Elijah with our, with our children now. So it really is just an incredible gift. And what wisdom can you share with, um, just with other women? Um, what are, you know, some ways that maybe women who haven't experienced the loss of a child, um, how they can love you or anyone well as they're grieving that, and um, how have you felt most loved in your loss, Savannah? So I would say, like, the biggest gift you can give your friend or loved one that has lost their child is to give them space to grieve, and not like, don't, not space from them, but give, sit with them, let them grieve with them, like let them cry, let them tell you how much they miss their baby and how sad they are and don't try to 
fix it. Don't give them advice because you don't know. And nothing you can say can fix this problem. Like there is nothing you could say that would make me feel okay about losing my child. Like, but just let them like be sad with them. I know that it's uncomfortable to see your friends in pain and you just want to fix the problem. But, um, yeah, just, just be there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's very special when someone can do that with you and be uncomfortable with you in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, I feel like that's so true. Just having that, we were at a place where we didn't have other children children at the time and Jacob was working at a church and I kind of stepped back from working because literally you have to walk through grief. I mean, it's, go- it's going to come up if you mm-hmm. don't walk through it at some point. And just having that space... Like if you can make it in your life, having that space to really grieve and walk through that and having those people that you can trust like at any moment to say, come over here. It's not going to look pretty and I'm not going to put on a face. I'm going to be really honest Mm -hmm. and just sit there with you and let you be messy and listen about your story. Yeah. And we were so blessed. Um, Savannah, you can probably speak to this more since yours was more recent, but like we had an incredible church family and small group then that really took care of the simple things for us. Because even though they seem simple, when you're going through difficult times, they seem really hard. So meals and um, paying for our hospital expenses, paying for our funeral for Elijah, um, you know, we were in the process of moving during this whole time, giving birth, and they basically moved for us. Mm. Um, they just small everyday tasks, like they would come clean our house. Mm. I know they seem simple, but those are the things that are really challenging when you're struggling through grief. And so they were such huge, mm. huge blessings to us. Yeah. If I know. Yeah, I mean, I felt like surrounded. So we just became official members of this church, but we'd been going here for three years. And um, but like when Sailor died, we felt so surrounded by this community. It was it was unreal. Like people that didn't even know us, like were reaching out to us, um, sending us up, praying for us. Um, And then, like, they gave us the most beautiful memorial service and took time to do that. Like, I just, like, since then, we just, (laughs) William and I have, like, since become more involved because we just felt so cared for. And we don't know how we would have done this without a church family that was surrounding us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And one other thing I would just mention when it comes to this, um, I know it may seem weird. Like people don't know really how to approach people when they've lost a child. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want to be kind and <laughs> but and say the right it's awkward. things. Yeah, but it's just we. Yeah, it's just hard. But I would say, like, talk, ask about their child. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what's so hard is the rest of the world goes on mm-hmm. and it feels like you're forgotten and Mm -hmm. your child is forgotten while the rest of the world continues Mm -hmm. and it's just like we want we want you to ask us about our children Mm -hmm. and and hear their names yeah and and hear their names yeah they are very real to us Mm -hmm. very real yes I can remember when um after I lost our daughter it was much earlier on but my sister-in-law came over to check on me and she said I just want you to know that we all miss her too And when she said that, the reality of the fact that 
there was somebody else out there that was identifying with me that I had lost my daughter. Um, it meant the world to me. I don't even know if I've ever told her that, but she was one of the only people that ever like talked about mm-hmm. her. And in that moment, I mean, I just like burst into tears and I'm not a great like griever. I don't do it well. I like to be alone. Mm-hmm. I don't like to cry in front of people. Um, but in that moment when she said that, it just meant the world mm-hmm. to me. Um, so I know that the two of you, when people speak Sailor's name and Elijah's name, that that means mm-hmm. something and that like carries them on and makes their life like meaningful, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I get that totally. Well, I'm so thankful for both of you for sitting with us, for sharing your journeys, um, but also sharing wisdom and how to love, um, how to love you well, um, but how to love others also who are walking through something that's that's similar. Um, it's so helpful for someone who hasn't walked through it, and I I just pray that God uses you're sharing today um, in the lives of other women who are hurting right now or who have been hurting, who have been grieving. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you for sitting across from us. Um, I would love to pray for you both and to pray for this sweet little new one that we have (laughs) coming. Maybe that's why I'm crying so much. Yeah, let's just, and just to pray for those other women out there mm. who, who are walking this grief journey right now. So, dear Heavenly Father, you are the Father of all comfort, and we know that you are good, and we know that you understand, and we know that your love for us is perfect. Um, Lord, thank you for being that comfort. Thank you for being that peace when peace just doesn't make sense. Thanks for, Lord, the people that you surround us with to um, hold us up and to battle with us in prayer when we just don't have the words and when our hearts are just broken. Lord, may we be people who love well. May we be people, Lord, who grieve and mourn with our precious friends who are grieving and mourning. And may we celebrate with them in the moments and the days that they are celebrating, Lord. Lord, I lift up to you Shanna and Jacob as they still grieve the precious life of Elijah, Lord, but are also raising um, these three spunky other little boys and then have this new precious life that's um, on the way. And Lord, I just pray that this will be a pregnancy, a smooth pregnancy, a healthy pregnancy, um, and one that you just wrap Shanna and Jacob in your care and in your love. And Lord, thank you for Savannah. Thank you for, um, Lord, just her ministry and the way that she loves others so well, the way that she is reaching out to those who are also grieving and who are also hurting. And and she's just loving them, and she's, she's pointing them to you in the midst of her own heaviness in her own hurt and her own heartache. And Lord, I pray that you wrap her up tightly in your comfort and in your care and that she too is surrounded, Lord, constantly by people who love her, Lord, by people who just want to sit with her and they want to hear about her journey and they want to hear about Sailor and 
and they want to learn more and they want to know more and they want to, um, Lord, just gain knowledge and wisdom and how to love other people well. Thank you for them. Thank you for the strength and the courage that you have given them today to share their stories with others. Thank you for how they are sharing the comfort that you have comforted them with, Lord, that they now are sharing it with others as well. Lord, may you be glorified. It's in your precious son's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies, for listening today, um, being a part of As You Go. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to subscribe. Hit that five-star button and share with your friends. We love you, and we are praying for you today.